Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Rates and Lanes with Rico Mohammed. This is the show where we improve your knowledge of the freight market, improve your bottom line, and improve the transportation industry as a whole. We're talking rates and lanes. Let's move on down the audio road. Okay, sorry about that. We're back. We're back live there, Chuck. Uh, we got, hopefully, we, yeah, we got everybody calling back in. Uh, Good. We're filling back up the call bank. If you guys had a question, press 1. I wanted to make sure that we uh, try to get this information recorded for people that um, want to come back and listen to the podcast at a later time. I mean, we, we could have continued on, but we might have some nuggets and some jewels that people need to hear. And so I think it's important that we try to get these calls, uh, we get them recorded and have this information available for people. So if you got a question this time, go ahead and press number 1. We're back. We're being recorded. We still got about 45 minutes left in the show, so we got time to get to your questions. Um, with that being said, with no further ado, as well, Chuck, um, as we was reading off while we are waiting to get a couple of these call- callers screen back in and get them up on board, what do you think about the um, the, the situation where I just read off all of those uh, the, the people with the um, brokers that are having these, these financial problems, apparently? Um, seems to be a lot of older brokers as well. We had some 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 low MC numbers down in the threes on that report. And that, that's always concerning when we see those type of uh, low numbers making the report. Not so not so much when we're seeing the higher numbers up in the nines, but when we see those low MC numbers down in the threes, that 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 gives me a little bit of pause. Well, uh, the reason for that is, and you're seeing this, is because. Um, there's such pressure on these brokers to reduce rates. They're getting slammed by, especially the older brokers that haven't uh, kept up with technology, and they're getting uh, there's a lot of pressure on them to increase rate or uh, decrease rates to the customers, increase rates to the carrier, um, increase uh, the um, credit to customers, decrease the amount of time to pay the carrier that they're getting, they're just getting killed. And, you know, the ones that have decent customer bases that are making anything, or some of them are able to sell out. We've looked at an awful lot of brokerage houses that are for sale. Um, we're always interested in acquisitions, but most of them, it's not worth, they're just not worth buying. And And this is what's happening in the brokerage industry. The big guys that have come out um, you know, and especially in the last 10 or 15 years, you know, the, the uh, you know, you've got the, the ones that have been out for years and years and years, the C.H. Robinsons of the world. Um, but then you've got a bunch of new guys that have come out in the last 15 years, you know, the Coyote Logistics and, um, you know, and all the rest of them. And they have, they're not just uh, brokerage houses. They're also technology companies. And they have an awful lot of them have uh, proprietary uh, technology, and they sell the customer not just on moving their freight, but they sell them on the reports and all the other things because they've invested in this technology that they share with the customer. And the small brokers are getting squeezed out. I'm not saying all of them, but it's certainly running rampant. Now, when you have brokers out there that really don't have a unique sales uh, preposition, okay? And they're not 
offering the customer anything special when the person they're dealing with at that company leaves and there's a new guy or new girl in town that's looking after the freight, a lot of times those brokers are losing those accounts. And some of them they've had for 20 and 30 years because they want to, the customer wants to go with somebody that's a little bit bigger. And we live in a transparent world. And when customers go to use a broker, they want to make sure that that broker is paying carriers. And it's a snowball effect, Rico. What happens is the the customer starts doing a query on a broker. And he may be doing it on an existing broker. Maybe what happened was that broker got a little bit tardy in paying some of his carriers. And all of a sudden, the carriers started to go after the customers saying, hey, listen, your broker's not paying me. You better. And the, the customers are getting gun shy. And they're going, you know what? I don't want to deal with this broker because I'm getting calls. I don't want to get caught with my proverbial pants down where a bunch of carriers are owed money and this broker goes down. So a lot of times that's what happens. And and what will happen in this environment is you have a broker that is not making money, and it doesn't take long till he's got to pay his uh, rent, and he's got to pay for his lights to be on, he's got to pay for his bonds and everything else. There is an overhead. And right. there's an overhead involved in selling freight for these brokers to manage a sales team. Trust me, it's huge. And you've got to get paid for that. And a lot of times they're not getting paid enough. So it's not just the poor truck driver that's not getting paid enough. It's the broker a lot of times. That where his, you know, his 10 or 12% isn't covering his overhead. Right. And that's right. where well, this I'm is coming get from. Some more questions. Yeah, I, I want to get some more questions. I got another question I'm going to hit you with a little bit later, but we want to get let the people get in. So let's go grab Steve. Steve has a question for us. Chuck, you're up on on board with Rico and, and Chuck. Steve, how can we help? Man, I'm so grateful to talk to you two guys today. <laughs> I'm about to pull this truck over and cut a jig just to talking to you two guys. <laughs> <laughs> we are honored. And I'm speaking for my buddy Rico on that one. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just I just want to um, give give kudos to you two guys, uh, Rico. Uh, over the years, you really taught me a lot about rates and lanes, and and um, you know, well, of course, the whole list truck tribe team, and um, and I just want to give kudos to you guys and let you know that uh, about a week ago, I was uh, you know listening to Kenny Long's show and everything. I was able to go in and file for my authority. And uh, right. and, and I tell you, this it's really been a great experience. And tomorrow I'm going to pick up my drive-in um, trailer tomorrow, and then and, and I'm paying cash for it. And um, and here shortly I will be operating up under my new authority. And, and I'll tell you, I got got to really give you guys kudos for for what you do and the whole list truck tribe team. And um, to Chuck, I just wanted to say I, I, I really, really do appreciate the insight and the information that you've given to us drivers. Um, you really touched my heart whenever you explained about uh, the uh, lawsuit that you was going through with the uh, government and, and how you was talking about the things you had to go through and the loops you had to 
go through back in the uh, 70s to get your company started. And just by listening to that story that you told, you really inspired me in that area. And so, Nat, I just wanted to tell you guys, I, I, I appreciate, I really do appreciate everything that you're doing for us drivers. And um, this is going to really be an, a great, exciting year for me this year. And, um, and Chuck, I'm looking to partner up with your company and with your team, you know. And well, we look forward this, uh, to that. Trans- yes, sir, make this uh, transition ha- happening. But I just wanted to give kudos to you guys and tell you, tell you guys I do appreciate you and y'all keep up the good work, and I appreciate it again. Well, thank you, Steve. If you hey, want to, reach out to my guys you. in Chicago. Yes, sir, I sure will. I sure will. I'm, um, I'm planning – well, what I'm going to do is that I'm going to be domiciled out of the uh, southeast regional, and I want and I found the niche that I believe that I think will work. Um, one of the things that I'm looking at is that a lot of the over the road drivers overlook the short runs, but I feel that if you can uh, manage to put those short runs together, you will be able to make a a great rate per mile by putting these short runs together. And I think that's, you know, and that's the area I'm going to be working in and the niche that I'm going to go into to whenever I do get this authority active. I think that's brilliant. I think you're going to do very well with that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, again, I do appreciate you guys again. I really do. Thank you very much. Hey, Steve, we appreciate your kind words. We appreciate the flowers. Yes, sir. We appreciate the flowers. Absolutely. Um Let's go and grab, well, they said they couldn't get that person to the phone. I'm going to try them anyway. Let's try them. If we don't have a name for you, call them from 320 area code. You would you would have been next. So we're going, to, we're going to go ahead and try to see if we can get you up and on board. You're on live with Rico and Chuck. How can we help you? Call them from 320 area code. Uh, hey, Rico and Chuck, can you hear me? Yes. You're coming in pretty good right now. Yes, sir. Go right ahead. Okay. Yeah, this one, uh, I say about that because last time I mentioned short runs, I've tried that, and the issue I have so far a fair share of the time is that a lot of the times the load wants you to hang on to it too long where you're going to pay decent per mile, but then, you know, it it takes up like a whole day because it picks up in like the afternoon and then delivers the next morning. And I'm just curious with uh, e-logs and, no, not just e-logs, but, uh, you know, how how you guys work is you know, on on the broker side too, to try and get some of these shippers and receivers to understand that they could probably get these loads done cheaper if they can get them so they're not sitting on the truck for a day. Well you can't have that. You, you know, you you just you need to make it understood when you take the load, listen, I'll pick up the load in Pittsburgh and I'll deliver it to Cleveland, but when I get to Cleveland you guys have to unload me because I'm only, you know, hundred and forty miles from home. And I can't have I you know I have a rush load to pick up in Cleveland. I'm glad to pick up your load and deliver it, but you got to work with me, and you got to make that understood right on the un, on the outset. Yeah, because what I'm seeing so far a lot of times is that the shipper may have flexible hours and it's the receivers where the uh, hours you know it's like they have one shift or they're just not aligned. But uh, that's all I had. I'll get offline just to be a listener again. Well, I think you have All to right, find we'll out when you take the load what time they receive till. 
All right, let's go and grab Lewis here. Lewis has a question for us or a comment. Hey, Lewis, you're up and on live with Rico and Chuck. How can we help? All right, all right. Uh, um, you gentlemen, uh, have y'all were y'all ever at uh, the CMC a few years ago, several years ago, yes. a couple of years? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. About <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, I remember meeting. Um, um, yeah, I just I just really appreciate appreciate it. Like everybody else does, we really do. It's man up, man. It's all a great thing. I'm just knowledge. I bought my first tractor, this, that, and the other, and this and that. And at 57 years old, I just can't get away from this. Uh, I love this trucking industry, and, and bless y'all for all the knowledge you give us. That's all I got to say, and I'll see you at the show. Well, thank you. I'll all be right. Well, we appreciate, appreciate the flowers. Yes, sir. Now, Chuck, my question for you is um, – I know that when we've been had we've had Hank Seaton on the on the show quite a few times, and we've all we've been talking about this uh, situation with the FDA, FDA, the the, the new FISMA uh, act and everything with uh, coming down for all food uh, food stuff haulers. What have you guys been experiencing over at Traffics when it comes when it pertains to this, and what advice can you give to us smaller guys when dealing with this situation? especially when you're dealing with other brokers that have these uh, draconian terms in their uh, new and improved, I don't know if I would say, I'm, I'm using improved loosely, uh, that new and improved uh, broker contracts. Well, I think you have to follow suit. I think it's just like everything else. You have to go with the times, and I think you do have to make sure that you're registered and you're doing everything by the book. Um you know, it's just it, it, we can't do things the way we did in the '50s, obviously. Um, so, you know, Hank, you know, Hank is right about that, and we and we've started to follow suit. Um, now, our laws with our own trucks are a little bit different, obviously, because we're doing uh, cross border. We don't do domestic U.S. with our own equipment, but I know that the uh, carriers that we give work out to in the U.S. are following protocol. We're seeing this all over, where they're getting more aware of the food handling protocol. Okay, I'm uh, here at my shipper, opening up doors, getting ready to back in. I got a new little deal I'm doing, Chuck. Uh, I don't know if I got a chance to tell you about it. Uh, no, what are you doing? Got back with my, I, well, I got back with a uh, pretty exciting little deal. I got back with the people that I was dealing with before. Uh, when they had uh, they had one of the lanes that I was covering for them going up to North Carolina, they had, one of their customers ended up buying trucks and coming down and start picking up their own produce. Uh, but now I'm doing uh, produce coming out of Atlanta, delivering to Carnival Cruise Lines. Oh yeah. And where are you going? Is it down to Florida? No, we're taking it over to Charleston, South Carolina. Okay. Interesting. That's a great niche. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's been pretty fun. So I'm, I'm working on getting my – right now uh, the people over at Carnival are working with me. Uh, they have their uh, agent coming out and meet me to escort me in, but I'm working on going ahead and getting that Twit card and all that stuff put together so that uh, we can make it into the ports without going through a whole lot of rigmarole. Uh, didn't really need a Twit card before, but now we're going to go ahead and invest in uh, – Make sure that we got what we need so that we can continue to service this customer really good. 
but it's well worth having. And I think you've hit a great niche. And if you've ever had the pleasure of being on one of these cruises, the amount of food alone that these cruises need uh, before they set sail is mind-boggling. You know, they need uh, they need your truck and, and my trucks and every listener that's listening to the show's trucks just to fill up one of those cruise ships. It is amazing how much, uh, you know, how they uh, maneuver and do these things um, and, and just seeing the whole operation kind of up close and personal, kind of eye-opening. And like, and like you say, you really don't uh, – and, and it, 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 one of the things that I'm trying to do you know, because I'm bridging the gap between my customer and, of course, uh, the cruise lines is, that, you know, I'm the only person that's there when they see something. And, and they were having a problem uh, with the way that the uh, cruise was ordering, putting their ordering in, and the way that the customer on this end here in Atlanta fulfills those orders. So just to give you a, a, an example, um, one, of the, one of the situations was, they consider a case of pineapples to be 10 pineapples in a case. Well, our customer here was shipping uh, a case for them was eight pineapples in a case. It's so depending course, on the size, that's short, right. They, right. They, so they had a shortfall, but it doesn't, on, on, on the cruise line side, it doesn't matter. They thought that they were ordering by the pounds, but they were actually ordering by how many pineapples they actually needed. So if you're doing eight and you're looking at 30, if you're looking at, just a, a situation where they had, um, they came in short. They were short by like 70 pineapples on one order. So, you know, we just try, try to use our best diplomacy skills and, and, and customer relations to try to help, um, you know, cool, calm down the, the angry customer on one end and then communicate whatever we got to communicate to back to our customer on this end to let them know, hey, we need to get this rectified so that we can make sure that we're keeping everybody involved in this situation Um uh, happy and and, and, uh, and so we can continue doing this business. <laughs> That's a wonderful, wonderful niche you've, you know, you've gotten into um, because these things use, you know, these, these boats are so massive. Some of them are, you know, they have three to 5,000 people that are, you know, they're gone for a week and that's a lot of food. And if you've ever been on a cruise ship, um, you could probably kill yourself by eating too much. <laughs> Yeah, we I tell you, we're bringing in we're we're bringing it in. We're we're pretty much bringing in all of the produce, herbs, spices, uh and fruits for everything that they need on on uh these voyages when they when they're coming to port. Sometimes they may be out 5 5 days, some days they may be out 10 days. Uh right. but you know, but, it, but it's really uh it's really fascinating to see how uh and what it is that they need and how they how they um manage all of that stuff. It's been really fascinating to see all that stuff up and up close and personal. Oh, this is logistics at its finest. These uh, these ships hit shore, and in the matter of a few hours, they dump out you know four or five or six thousand passengers and bring on right. clean it, uh, restock it, and bring on another five thousand. Back at it. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, Chuck, let, let's go and grab. We got a we got a good uh, uh, mutual friend on the line. Let's go and grab him really quick. Let's grab our good friend George. George, get up and on board with Rico and Chuck. Hey, George. Hey guys, how's everything? Really good. How are you, buddy? Everything's well. Uh, how about you? 
Uh, just doing wonderful. Wait, waiting for the rain to kind of end. I mean, we, we've had so much rain up here. It's just been wet, t- tough to keep up on mowing the lawn and getting everything done. But business has been great. We've been doing well. But Rico, you know, when you're you're getting your escorts there and meeting the folks at Carnival, you are speaking to them about wondering what comes off of the ship that has to get out of there, right? Ah, no, we hadn't thought about that one. Good George. point. We, we, we're going over there. To, we're going over there tonight. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, and, and you know, the first thing we all think about is probably trash and garbage. That's not what I'm targeting. But maybe you put together a plan and work with them, or more so, work with your customer that is providing them all the produce and say, listen, hey, why are we shipping everything in boxes? Why are we not using like a collapsible tote that you know they're going to be done with? They collapse it, stack it up, you go in, you bring it back. Like the automotive industry is sure doing. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if that if if that might be conducive for uh, their space wise, but that, but there's there's an option that maybe uh maybe something that we can talk about though. Well, I mean, it's That's something a great to idea. About. I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind that comes off of the ship is is uh, you know garbage, you know, but that's not what I'm talking about. I, I mean, there's something that comes off. There's a lot that goes on and it's got to come off one way or another. But what really prompted me to call is, you know, I think the gentleman's name was Steve, um, who was just on and talked about buying his trailer. You know what? I want to compliment him because, you know what? He's got a great demeanor. He's got great enthusiasm. He's excited about what he does. He needs to get out there and knock on some doors because, trust me, customers like that. They believe in it. They want to support it, and they will compensate for it. You know, I mean, he's he seems like a gentleman that, like I said, could get out there and sell himself. He doesn't have to be a salesman, you know, but, I mean, shows enthusiasm. Every business out there started as a small business, and you target the right people, you know, when you're starting out your business, they want to support you. And, um, you know, Chuck, this isn't anything against, you know, with what you're doing in Canada and the biggest brokerage. But I'm sorry, the the best freight out there never sees a load board and nope, it's true. sadly never sees a broker either. You know, and well, some of it does, but it does, does certainly doesn't see a load board. You're right about yeah. that. You know, I mean, you know, there's there's a bunch of stuff that, you know, I target, you know, large customers. That, well, we like to single source it. We broker. Well, then I'm not your carrier. You know, um, yeah. you know, but I mean, you know, those are the folks that I know in, in Western New York. And, you know, what they do and what they don't do. And, you know, with with a lot of what I see, what comes with the single sourcing, as many of them, the big manufacturers and suppliers here, like to call it single sourcing. No, that's kind of a way of their way to whittle down their freight costs, which when it comes to manufacturing, the second biggest cost to a manufacturing company is transportation. First is payroll. Oh, yeah. Yep. You know, people people don't always see and understand that. Um, but you know, there's a there is a lot of good business out here. There really is, and there's you know, there's plenty to go around. I really think there is. Um, well, there's lots of no shortage of it. But you know, in yeah. all honesty, it's the skill, the skill set to sell for a lot of people that are in our industry it isn't there. And I think that. Um, that's why there is a need for brokers, and the same as the brokers wouldn't be very good driving trucks. Everybody has their exactly. skill set, yeah. and I'll, you know you're lucky that. you've got you know you and I are uh, we have both skill sets. We both know how to drive a truck, and we can both sell. 
but it's unique for anybody to be able to do both of them. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and that's one thing I've always – I've pushed it for my 16 years in LTL sales to to talk to drivers and say, listen, you are my eyes and ears on the road. 95% don't get it or don't care. Right. Well, I've got two employees that seem to be two great guys that do get it. They understand it. I mean, I had one guy contact me. And he goes, hey, listen, you know, do you have another hoodie? One of the customers was asking me if I had one. Boom, get him a hoodie. Guess what? That guy is always into Boston, delivers, and is out of Boston by seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning, back here in in town by, you know, 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. You know, I mean, the, you know, prime example today. He had five stops between uh, Delaware and Philly, covering about a 65-mile area. I think it was five stops. 11.30, I get a text. All done, on my way home. The guy's home wow. at 5 o'clock. I am giving an employee home time. I mean, he has said to me, he goes, I see my kids every day. You don't know what that's worth. The guy was used to leaving at noon on Sunday, getting home midnight on Friday, you know, if not Saturday morning, enough to get his restart, dealing with grocery warehouses. He goes, George, I, I, he's, I'm having a hard time. He goes, I left with the trailer last week and it was half full. That doesn't make sense. Right. I said, we're doing whatever the customer wants. That's all that matters right now. We're yeah. not targeting, you know, it's got to be full to the back door. We're servicing the hell out of them. You take care of it, and you do what they want. Everything else comes into play, but take care of the customer. Do not, you know, let me get a call saying, oh, your driver didn't want to roll it to the back. You do whatever the hell they want. They're the customer. You know? Yeah, you know, and, you know, it's just it, you got to work to take care of them, but to find the right people, it, it's tough. You know, but then again, you know, my second employee that we just hired – um, who's running, you know, I'll call it third truck because I guess I've got the first one, but I've scaled back drastically. He was hauling garbage. I mean, the guy last year, you know, was just over $30,000 a year. Wow. He goes, man, this is killing me. And I said, you know what? And he, he was just, both of my guys have just been forthright and honest of, told me what was going on, told me what they wanted and said, listen, we're an open book. And I said, good. Kim and I both said, that's what we are. I don't want to play around. I don't want to babysit. You're going to have a decent career. We can build and grow, and everything will fall into place. Right. But, you know, there's a bunch of stuff that we're targeting. My guys get holiday pay. They all start with two weeks vacation th- first year, three and three years. But I want them to understand. Take ownership for your job. I'm not here to babysit you. If I'm going to babysit you, you know what? Go Go somewhere else. Someone else can help right. you, and you can sit somewhere waiting eight hours to get unloaded. If, if you're more than a half hour, hour at any one of my stops, something's wrong, and you need to call me. Yep. You know, but I mean, you know, but anyway, so you kind of got off a little on tangent there. But, you know, really, uh, Rico, push on Carnival. It you're, 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 sounds like you're kind of getting closer to the right people. And keep in mind, you don't have to deal with Carnival Corporate. You need to get the ear of the right person on that ship and say, hey, what Absolutely. comes off? I'm, I go back to Atlanta every time out of here. What can I do? Maybe what you need to do is get a second reefer and say, you know what? We're going to bring the reefer, spot it. The dock next door has what came off of the last ship. I take it back. I'll be back in two days, and we'll swap out trailers again. Yep. You know, yeah, I'm not sure if they'll. I don't. I'm, I'm not sure if they'll do that on the ports because at, at the ports, there's a, there's a they're a little touchy about some of that stuff. But I, but that, yeah, that's definitely. Oh, yeah. I, I like I like what you're throwing out. 
I like what you're throwing off at me uh, uh, on, on those there, Jordan. We're definitely going to take those into consideration and, and talk to some folks. And the good thing yeah, about it is, like you said, the right person, the, the, the guy that we're, that we're dealing with when we're over there checking in of, is like the head, the absolute head of every inventory that comes in on uh, Carnival Cruise Lines. And we've got well, a great report build up with them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we already got a great report built up with them. And uh, when they had an issue, uh, I, I don't know if you guys seen the, the, the video I posted on Facebook from last week when I was over there delivering. Um, but they were complaining about the strawberries. Strawberries were too large that they shipped over. And uh, so we, we get, from when that incident about that they were complaining about the strawberries being too large, uh, got a chance to meet the executive chef of that particular boat, uh, um, boat as well, and we we actually exchanged phone numbers. So yeah, we definitely got some we got some stuff that we're working on, and uh, want to try to build this thing out, take advantage of this opportunity as best we possibly can. You know, That's you wonderful. Can see people like that, and and I'm gonna say especially an executive chef, you know, going to bat for you. Yeah, you're going to make – you can make things happen. It's like, it's like somebody saying to me, you know, Chuck, we had just said about, you know, com- large companies single sourcing. Right. I have handled freight by companies that claim to single source because the production manager has said, no, I'm not using who's on the list. I'm using George. This is right. who I want it done. And, and you know, you, you just need to get to the right person that has the clout to do that, yeah. and then you start making a name for yourself. But don't blow it. Totally agree. Yeah. Absolutely. But, well, good enough, gentlemen. Absolutely. Uh, George, we definitely – let, let me cut you loose. Yes, sir, George. We definitely you, appreciate the, the – yes, sir. The advice and the, the, the different things that you're throwing out there. Um, you know, sometimes uh, our good friend George gets gets a bad rep sometimes. Some, sometimes some folks don't like the way that uh, – they, 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 they don't like the way George rubs them a little bit. But I think that George is cha- he challenges mediocrity. Yeah, I got to give yes, him credit for that. You know what I'm saying? He, he, he challenges mediocrity, and uh, uh, he's not willing to accept that. And, and sometimes you got to detach yourself from your emotional part and just say, is, he tell, is what he's saying, does it have, uh, uh, is, it, is it valid? Is it true what he's saying? And, and, and take the emotion out of it and, and say, you know what? Damn, I'm, I might need to consider that. But it, it does make a lot of sense at the end of the day. So we definitely – uh, good friend of the show, George Heck. We definitely appreciate his contributions to the show. Chuck, we're getting ready to wrap it up, getting to that 8 o'clock hour. How can the good people get in contact with you? Give them, Please give them all your contact information. Okay, well, first of all, I want to give them my Chicago team because that's probably more relevant for most of our listeners um, as far as getting loads. So if you need a load from point A to point B anywhere in the United States, call my team in Chicago at area code 888-253-8010, and extension there is 743. And if you want to speak to me, and I'm glad to speak to anybody that calls me, and I do call everybody back, my phone number up here in Canada is 800 388-4352. My extension is 203. That's really important. You'll have 80 people running around this building looking for me. So if you call here, if you call the 800-388-4352 number, make sure 
for God's sakes, you press 203 and you get right to my desk. Now, if you leave a message for me, I promise I will call you back because I call everybody back. Uh, you can email me. My email address is very easy. It's chuck at traffics, T-R-A-F-F-I-X dot com. And if you email me, I'll email you back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so you got all that stuff. Without any further ado, we want to definitely thank Chuck. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule, coming on to share your good information with all of us small guys out here trying our best to keep the wheels rolling, keep our heads above water. So we want you guys to stay motivated, stay uh, stay enthused about what it is that you're doing, keep fighting the good fight. I want to thank all of the people at uh, Let's Truck, Kevin and Lisa Rutherford, for helping us provide us with the platform to be able to bring this show to you guys. And, of course, we want to thank my daughter back on the home front that is screening the phone calls. Miss Fatina, we thank you for screening phone calls for us tonight. And, uh, hey, we'll talk to you guys same time next week, God willing. You guys be safe out there. Keep it in between the mustard and the mayonnaise, and we'll talk to you next week. God bless you and good night. Good night, Chuck. God bless. Be safe, everybody. Good night.